Game Sync. It's a game design podcast from Polygon.com and the Vox the Podcast Network. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. Oh, I'm soaking uh, a hot bath, a necessary bath, and it's not for stink reasons, but rather for bone and muscle ache reasons, because, you know, we just got back from E3. Oh, my gosh. Um, Nack attack. I uh, Nack assaulted. Nack, we Nack we atta- suffered. Nack a- hurt me with his fists, his big robot fists. He yeah. came right at me. I, I think that you and I were both victims of a severe Nack attack and almost a almost a like terminal Nack attack. I mean, we got the one on video where he jumped at us and jump scared us. And <laughs> right, that was funny. But then I cut him in the line outside for the um. Yeah, what was the, what was Nack f- waiting in line for? I'm curious. Um, the metal truck. Yeah, I was mm. there to get, like, I, I broke a part of my phone off, and I needed to go to the truck to get the new part for my phone. Okay. But Nack just eats the metal, and so for him, it was lunch. And I always oh, thought that geez. was really funny. But anyway, I cut him in line, and he fucking beat the shit out of me. Yeah, it's one of those things that's it's funny when it happens in a computer game, but when it's you, it's, it's no laughing matter when Nack just beats the ever-loving fuck out of you. Beats the fucking In front fuck of the L.A. Convention right Center. My, yeah, right, like, broke my <clears throat> neck, ate my ribs... Oh, and, and it wasn't. This wasn't a little knack either. This was not like little, like a, a toaster with a couple springs on him. Like this was a full sized knack. And he I actually beat, think like he canonically, my fucking ass apart. I think that knack was bigger than the knack in the game. Yeah, dude. I feel like video game knack is maybe four feet tops. I wouldn't know. I haven't played it. Neither has anyone. But I feel. But the knack at the yeah. convention center was like a kind of a seven foot tall behemoth. Yeah, so anyway, he ate my foot, and he broke my skull. So ate your foot, broke your neck, ate your ribs, broke your skull. Ate my ribs, just broke my skull, just fucked me up, man. I'm so sorry to hear that. I just got, he gave me sort of a, when he jumped at us in that that live video tour we did on uh, of the E3 show floor, that was, to me, felt like him marking his territory, and I stayed far away from the Sony booth for yeah, the rest no. of the week, because I did not want to get got. I mean, I spent the whole time also the whole week yelling at the Sony booth, which probably didn't earn me any friends and, in fact, earned me the enmity of, of Knack, of this big Knack. But I couldn't help myself. I just couldn't help but start yelling, like, maybe, hey, talk to me when you get Forza. Yeah, that was... I said, that was like, uh, I said that 70, 80 times. You know, I was standing off to the side when Knack first sort of physically attacked you, and I was looking up into sort of the rafters of the Sony booth, and I did see Mark Cerny with kind of a radio, like a radio. Yeah, and So yeah. I think he kind of issued a command. He sicked Knack on you. Makes sense. Makes Does, a lot of sense. Connect the dots. You know what else makes sense? Hmm. Getting into video game development. So we're going to do it once again, you and me. All right, I thought we'd talk a little bit more about E3, but yeah, we can. Out that, I mean, well, we the did bit, do- the bit, well, the bit organically went into Knack kicking my fucking and face. stayed there, huh? The yeah, bit stayed, stayed there, there for, for almost three minutes of just that. So we can. I mean, if you want to keep talking about there's airing just your so grievances. much stuff, man. Like Mario's doing like necromancy, essentially hat based necromancy, and that could be fun to talk about. And yeah. I, I guess we have a few months still to goof on that. And it's almost insulting to me that. They're just going to eat our lunch that directly. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it's good to have fans out there. I mean, there's all the banana stuff. People are still... There's a lot of buzz about that. I can't believe that is the most successful piece of Facebook video content that I've ever been associated with. <laughs> um, it's, it's weird because watching that video structurally, I was like, well, this isn't going to make any sense to anyone. It's just Griffin biting into a banana and then the explanation comes after. But I think on, on the book... It's that eye-catching, those first few seconds, that autoplay mm. muted video content really really puts up numbers, especially when it's a man eating a fruit wrong. Um, 
Do you want to do a suggestion from Baby Gungle who says, We know what Mario is up to as an adult and what he was up to as a baby, but what's teen life like in the Mushroom Kingdom? Oh, Jesus Christ. So sort of a teen Mario. Travis came to E3 one day and we did a video and he made a joke about Mar- what if Mario had a son and that shit like you know how you get songs stuck in your head that shit is stuck in my head in a way that is like so poignant there there's yeah. there because when you think about it Mario's my beloved friend and trusted confidant and husband but mm-hmm. there's lots of stuff I don't want to think about Mario and I'm not talking about sex stuff I mean I live on the internet of, uh, of course um, but stuff like, what if Mario had a child? You don't want to think about that, is what you're saying? It's buck wild. Mario is a, and I can speak about this, because um, I think we can all agree, crushing it in the dad zone. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Mario would be a great father. I don't think so either. He he's seems very, a little... He's, very, he's away a lot. Absent, kind of distracted. Extreme, and we went over this in last week's episode. Extremely stupid, so that's not great. Really dumb. And, Genetically, um, you just don't want those dumb Mario genes floating around in your kid. Even if it's like Peach, who strikes me as an intelligent... Like, at the beginning of Mario 64, she writes a full, like, two-paragraph letter, which already puts her head and tails above so much like, for, everyone much, else in the Mushroom other, Kingdom. How much other writing? How much How much <laughs> right. more prose have you seen? None. Almost none. So, like... Uh, and to devil's advocate in the positives mm-hmm. he would endorse a healthy lifestyle he's got a good vertical leap he jumps real high um, i guess that's about it yeah i'm sorry i'm just stuck on the fact that like maybe mario 64 maybe the reason he it took him so long to save peach in that game is because she wrote him a two paragraph letter and that dude can't read because he spends that possible. whole game running around going like yeah, yeah. like who and just yelping and saying one word maximum sentences literally the longest thing he ever says in that game is thank it's, you so much for to playing my game which is close i mean it's close not, yeah it's 80 percent right um, um so as a teen uh you had to be kind of shitty right like let's see so he's he's um edgier he's stupider which is I'm, hard to imagine i i like to think of myself as a pretty good good man good mm-hmm. adult but I even I admit that I was like a pretty shitty teen a lot of the time. Not that I was like fucking going around knocking over Kroger's or whatever. But like every everybody kind of sucks as a teen, and so yeah. I, I I have to imagine that Mario did that. But there was something that happened in his life where he made the decision to be virtuous, and the same cannot be said for the Wa part of the family. No. And maybe they used to be good. That would be a fun angle. Is that I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, now we're getting into like. Um, dogmatic sort of like Catholicism, like original sin. Are all babies good? And then when Waluigi became a teen, he was bad. That's what it says. There's also like a nature versus nurture component of like. There's a lot of elements at play. Maybe maybe Wario, whoever raised Wario. Well, that's the other side of this too, Who's right? His we don't dad, like yeah. Who are their parents? Who like? are their parents? I don't wanna. I don't wanna. And I need to. We all asked. We all figured out like the best way to get info on this shit is to go straight to Shigeru Miyamoto himself. Him. He's got and the say, answers. Like, hey, who's uh, Bowser Junior's mom? And then we'll learn that he is. Yeah, Bowser it turns Jr.'s out it's mom. Shiggy. Um, and so like we need to d- get like what the fuck's going? Uh, are these the first humans? There's man. There's a lot of questions that I I hope Mario Odyssey answers. I mean, like even just sort of romantically and shit like mario odyssey is coming up against this is the first time we've ever seen the concept of marriage acknowledged in the yes. mushroom kingdom is well, mario odyssey incorrect 
sorry, Super Mario RPG, there's a whole thing. That's uh, none of that shit. Like, there's so don't, many. Please don't come at me with the Super Mario RPG is not canonical. Please. I don't please. know. I don't know her. But what I am saying is that in the mainline Mario games, this is the first time marriage has been addressed. I think Mario Odyssey has to, has to, has to end with Mario and Peach getting married, right? Like, that's and the, then that's it. It's the yeah maybe it has to. There can't be. You, you think like Mario's well, going to crash Pauline's, the wedding? Pauline's in the game now. Yeah, his old his old flame right from Donkey Kong. Yeah, there's maybe so. there's a maybe there's an ending where Mario marries it's Pauline. Like Cath- it's like Catherine. You get you get to choose. Right. Um, I don't like thinking about Teen Mario. I'm thinking about I, here. Let me hit you with this, and let me let, let me hit you with this one last thing. Yeah. Think about right now Teen Mario's height. Yeah, just just the physics. I think he probably like wasn't as thick as a teen, which is no. fucked up. Because then that's kind of just Luigi, and like just the physiology. That's the real stumbling block for me is picturing Teen Mario's body and head. Like I yeah. don't if I if if anyone makes that image, please send it directly away from toilet. me. Yeah. Just if you tweet that at me, put a minus symbol in front of it so it makes sure I never see it. Like whitelist my Twitter from having to see Teen Mario. I don't want to look at him. Um, I have a suggestion here from Shark Asnable, Asnable, Shark Asnable, who says, <laughs> "Dressage, Dressage Revolution, a DDR game for horses." Mm-hmm. Hello, I can Hello. I can help with this. I really enjoyed hearing you try to say that that Gundam character's name, Shark Asnable. Is that really a Gundam? Yes. Okay. Um, so a horse DDR machine. Let's think about the layout of a human DDR machine. It's it's an Four up, down, pads, left, up, right. Up, down, left, right. What yeah. was that bullshit? You will definitely know the answer. Pump that. it up. Where? Okay. Thank you. Wow. I didn't even <laughs> need to. Um, okay. So it's a combination pump it up DDR machine with eight pads, four legs. That's just fair. Oh, if I'm God. fucking, if I'm gonna go up against a fucking horse, right? Yeah. DDR v- versus dress, dressage, dressage. Sort of horse side. versus man. The left side is like a four pat, four panel situation for Griffin, and then the right side is an eight panel situation for this right. four legged beast. That's just math, right? Now pump it up. Did have five pads, right? Because it had a center. Pad, it did it have so... a, it had a center one. So maybe we take that out. We'll just make it fair. Four legs, eight pads. That's it. That's the rule. Um, God, I love watching dressage. Fuck me, it's great. What is that? Oh, you don't know? It's mm-hmm. horse dancing. Oh, that's well, that's made up. Um, have you not real. seen the video of the horse dancing to uh, Smooth by uh, Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana? Smooth Santana, and then I'll press return. Well, that's... you. Wait, hold on. This is important. Did you just look up the song because you don't know what the song is? No, no, no. I know the song. Oh, I know you the, just scared it, the piss out of me. Don't worry. There's that little... It's a great song, but I've never seen a horse enjoy it. And now I'm going to watch this short film. Olympic Games Rio Dorothy Schneider Individual Dressage Germany. Yeah, so it is a it is a it's an Olympics game. I'm jumping ahead. So is oh, the it's horse strafing? There's strafing. There's strutting. There's rearing. There's galloping. There's like nine different scoring metrics that they <laughs> use for it. You're this, liking this. this. You're loving this. Strafe is a riot. I thought when you did that in Zelda, I thought that was just a video game bullshit. But horses can just do that. Horses huh? just do it. Yeah, they can just go left and right like so, a t- tank. Oh, he's leaping. Just doing a small leap. Oh, this is a cute. It's kind of a cute dance. I mean, they're all cute dances. The way they move, it can be quite cute. I'm fascinated. I did not know there was such a thing as this. Um, So now imagine that set to drop the bomb, System SF mix. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Remember that? That's the only fucking DDR song I can remember. 
uh, it was it was quite difficult if I remember. But this not if I had time. four beautiful galloping legs, two four big, powerful, strong, furry legs. Fuck yes. Now the hard part is like horse feet are small ish. Like they're they're you can't really put your foot on two panels at once. They're going to have to execute with precision. Also, the way that the two back legs bend in a different direction uh, kind of adds a layer of like... It'll be bigger, okay? The pad will be bigger. It'll be like a fucking track and field NES pad, but okay. functional. Um, now, could there and- be a fun cooperative mode where you're kind of like a doubles versus situation where you're mounting and oh, dismounting fuck. the horse mid-song? Oh, I thought you were going to say if we did do a horse versus human battle that we would get two human beings set up in a horse costume. And I mean, for, to be for, to be frank, they would win, of course, because they have the kind of like. I've seen some pro level people play fucking D- DDR. I don't think a horse could move. I simply don't think a horse could move with that f- that quickly or with that much precision. I recently, um, I recently saw some friends of mine. They have a they have a pump it up machine, and I watched them play a special mode where it was all four of these guys on the machine at once, doing kind of a a routine that they had perfected. Okay. Um, and they should put that shit on the the gong show or some stuff. It was it really the whole situation was like was nuts. They were they were I'll send it to you. They were running up and down and all around and like an OK Go music video. It, that's precisely the vibe. Actually, um, I don't know that you'll you'll be able to handle this. They've actually they kind of run in a circle around it. So oh, I see, I see. Yeah, it gets. Oh my god, Nick! Jesus yeah. Christ! It's a good vi- it's a good video. It's really fun. Yeah. This so really by, is some OK Go shit for sure. Yeah. By the end of it, all four of them are jumping on it. For Me, For Them suggests a Pokemon game set before the invention of the Pokeball. Ooh. So it's a lot of, a sort of, I, I'm, I'm picturing a lot of old traps. You know what I mean? Oh, that's that could be pretty gnarly. I mean, it, we could also be describing like the Pokemon Rangers games or the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, which are, mm. uh, I think we'd all agree, bad yeah rangers what is they use some sort of weird tool to catch it was some yeah and it was this bullshit exactly um and that that is even being sort of narratively generous because you know (laughs) these fucking people started out best case scenario we're talking about a big net or a snare worst case scenario oh it was some like bear trap shit the chompers Mm -hmm. coming out got me a got me a kangaskhan oh gosh this one's not battle ready. No, not anymore. Yikes. He's okay. Yikes. So I would like this to be not that. I would like this to be a lot of baiting, a lot of like catching a Pikachu by taking a cardboard box and having a stick holding it up and putting a piece of cheese under it. That could be cute. That yeah, could sort be of cute. A, sort of a Pokemon snap approach to domesticating Pokemon mm-hmm. with in a very real Maybe physical way. Like bop a Mr. Mime on the head with an apple and yeah. then throw a stink bomb at him and then you can take a picture of him. I love well, yeah. Something like that. I'm sorry. Maybe I got too into the Pokemon Snap thing. You just can't say the words Pokemon Snap around me. Because Nintendo, for like six systems in a row, has released game consoles and handhelds that look like cameras and also have cameras built in and have made no Pokemon Snap games. Or fuck that, or without doing a new Game Boy camera. Yeah. Jesus. I sold every PlayStation game. I, I think it was PlayStation. It may have been earlier, like SNES game. Traded them all into EB Games to get a Game Boy camera and a printer. And it, maybe it's the worst. That's not true. One time I no. did a commercial when I was a little kid. <laughs> um, and I made a, like, a significant amount of little kid money, right? It wasn't like a whole lot. I don't remember the exact amount. But I do remember it was exactly enough that you needed to buy a Virtual Boy. And so I oh, fucking... Oh, man. Bl- I bl- are you kidding me? I think it was like, I think it was like 200 bucks. 
mm-hmm. which I was fucking seven. I could have made that shit last for years. <laughs> um, but it said you bought a Virtual Boy. Yeah, made a lot of mistakes. I'll say also, like, um, I think the, the Game Boy Camera was, like, a good game and good product. Like I lo- I adored it. Yeah. Not, the, printer, not the, w- the printer, not so much. That printer paper, not to turn into a video game podcast, but I think that my understanding is that that printer paper is, like, very valuable now. <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Like, hmm. the paper itself, it's a it's a limited resource on well, this it Well, it was put on, like, a proprietary spool technology. That's not a joke. Like, the way that it slotted into... So it's not, like, something you could recreate at home, I don't think. That's a very Nintendo-y way to handle that sitch. I love that shit. I would make movies all the time. It's fun. One time I did it while I was at a, a church retreat, and um, an older gentleman asked if I could use it to um, like edit out the clothes off of his girlfriend. Oh, and gosh. I was like, "Yo, bud, first this... of all, not the venue." Yeah, this is that's wild <laughs> for many reasons. But... It's wild for a bunch of reasons. One, I'm like thirteen. Two, no. <laughs> Sorry, let me reverse those. One, no. Two, I'm thirteen. Three, I'm over here trying to sing, you know, our God is an awesome God. Yeah. And you're like, can you fucking Photoshop pro- proto proto off my my girlfriend's clothes using the Game Boy camera application? Now, you were, in fact, lying to him, though, because there were, I'm sure, with some careful ac- application of stickers and you could have made some sort of simulacrum of Fuck, nudity. I love the Game Boy camera. Man, a- the music was really good. And the little mini games, so fun. Yeah. All right. Um, how about this one from usernames are bullshit? Fuck yeah. Fuck this whole like that world. Attitude. Fuck this system. The next COD introduces a spellcaster class without advertising it at all. Okay, so it's not in the mark. So Call of Duty World War II comes out. It's mm-hmm. not none of the trailers tell you this, but like if you keep holding down on the menu, it's like selecting Akuma in Puzzle Fighter. It's like a secret. If yeah. you keep going down, you can get some sort of a wizarding. A yeah, I got the sniper world. class. I got, um, you know, melee, sort of a support, focus, like medic support situation. class, light machine gun class, warlock. Um, wait a second. What's this? Is that a wand? How buck wild? Like, I'm as critical, I think, of this franchise as anybody. And it's not entirely fair. Of like, it hasn't really. They'll put new shit in it from time to time, but like, it's still. Um, feels exactly like call it like there hasn't been something that's got me really excited in this franchise in right. a really long time. Um, but if I fucking like picked up the next game and got killed by a warlock, it was like, whoa, what? Or fuck that. Like I picked up like I was reading reviews, like all the reviews came out. <laughs> Can you imagine the review dump? From people like, hey, so the Call of Duty game, we're going to talk about how it is for a second. But um, there's front, warlocks. There's we it. found warlocks. Also, like the. the I would actually hope that the the games press could reconvene in that sort of two thousand one two thousand three ish way and all agree to keep it a secret like that like Raiden and MGS two like none of us talk about it. And just was let, that a thing that happened? Was dude, there a, all the games press got together like okay y'all let's really make this one happen? I, I think it was like a situation where Konami specifically asked like hey don't talk about everything after the first ninety minutes of Metal Gear Solid two just keep it a secret because none of the reviews mentioned that, that you is play the, as right that would never ever 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 no. ever happen completely again. completely a product I, I mean, of its time I, I I wouldn't do it right like I'm not gonna just talk about the first ninety minutes of your fucking sprawling. What are you talking about? I think I think what you, I mean you can talk about that game without talking about Ryan, but it'd be fucking hard. Like it'd be real hard. Conversely, though, that surprise was probably re- like Kojima pulled a heist on people that you could not do in 2017. Like it's 
I look up to that man a great deal. Um, what other computer games do we make? I mean, the first one's neat. I think it's a cool structure for a game. It's uh, from Pan Cook. It says, short-term memory, lo- memory loss. You play the game in short one-minute bursts. Then your character is passed along to another player who has no idea what you were doing. At the end, everyone who played gets to see the whole game pieced together. Okay. I think this could be cool. Like, you're just in a room, right? And the room's the same every time, but the objective of what you have to complete, maybe it's a whole house. And so, like, the first player who turns the game on, it's sort of a, an exquisite corpse experience, right? So you right. get into a lobby with eight people. And each of them start out their own game in this house with their own objectives. And maybe the first player is like, go into the kitchen, make a sandwich with these ingredients. And the second player is like, go up to your room, um, gather up all your laundry, take it downstairs and do, do laundry. Like, I'm imagining very normal tasks. But then after one minute, it gets passed off and somebody else gets jumped in, but they don't know what the task was right what so I, they have to just be like well i'm in the kitchen and there's some i've got i'm holding a knife i'm holding a knife so okay maybe half of the requests are like go into the kitchen and make yourself a blt while the other one is like go into the kitchen and stab your refrigerator to death <laughs> interesting so you've got to kind of piece together because is there any sort of like dark soulsian note leaving system in the mix of like is there some way you could communicate with other players or or do you find ways to do that in the environment that's it right like i get out the mustard and i'm like don't trust the refrit and i got cut oh, off gosh. I, got, I leapt yeah i like the idea of like you have a cutting board and you maybe carve into it a picture of the refrigerator because you know you don't have time to stab the refrigerator to death on your run but hopefully the next player so maybe i I think maybe then you can like you will get you get to watch in a sort of spectatory way the player who plays immediately after you but you can't interact with them or do anything yes that's really good maybe something in the house is trying to kill you Oh gosh! But maybe it's the refrigerator, but maybe it's something else. It's starting to sound like it's the refrigerator. So the enemy though can be randomized, right? That's what like, I'm saying. Because I do love the idea too of like you walk into the the bathroom and you look in the mirror and you see something carved on the wall behind you and you turn around and you look at it and another player has carved like "Don't trust the sink" into the into the wall and then all of a sudden it cuts to black. Your turn just ended. Like there's the it seems like there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of like emergent storytelling. I mean, it's literally exquisite corpse. You know about that? It's like the like the drawing thing. Yeah, like where you draw and then you end the drawing at a certain point, and then you fold the paper over, and people try to like keep drawing off of what you drew, and then at the end of it, it yeah, looks like I've played some internet versions of that, but I think there's something there's something a little more. This is taking that idea and folding it into a sort of horror abstract, yeah, like as a horror, Lynchian yeah, sitch. as a horror game, like it's it's it could be really really cool, like this idea that that is sort of like Dark Souls idea, but I think I'd want it more hardwired into like what the game actually is, mm-hmm. where you are trying to warn the people that come after you, and I think the only way that like that makes sense is if there are these like secret sort of prey mimic style. I was about to say yeah, that you have to like try to warn everybody about, but then if, like if you die, can I tell you one of my favorite things about one of my favorite games? ever is eternal darkness and one of the Mm. best things about it is it has all these characters did you play that one yes it's got all these characters right and the characters like usually die in really you get to the end of their like chapter and the character dies in this gruesome way but like later on another character's in that same level and finds them and they pass the ball in some way like um there's the 
there's the character who like is in the big church and then goes to the basement of the big church and finds this occult shit going on and then gets fucking destroyed, like stomped on and like obliterated by a big monster. But he had like a gun that the next guy that comes across finds right. and uses it to kill. Like that shit I'm fucking all about. It's a great storytelling. I feel like I remember finding someone in a bathtub at some point in that game who was a character from a previous run or something. Yeah. There was a there was a famous bathtub jump scare from that game that is like probably the most a game has th- ever scared me. I think that's why that's burned into that's my probably head. what you're thinking about. Um, but I like this I like this idea of just like, and I don't know I don't know the I don't know um, the logistics of how you do it, but like I like the idea of just like a, a player walks into a haunted house and then of course gets killed. Like of course like there's so much dangerous shit in this house, but somehow is able to leave clues and leave like little power-ups for the next person who comes through the house this is good this is there's something to this is a meaty idea i i I love this idea too like primarily because i i think this whole thing of communicating to players in indirect ways from like other players like maybe we do the dark souls thing of you can leave messages but like we make you choose from a really small pool of confusing words yeah, I, I started playing Nier Automata this this past week, and some of the, the phrases you can pick they from are, in that game are like I mean, they're essentially haiku, yeah, like nonsensical, very like short poems. A beautiful that young boy lost, cracked open a book and laid down in front of the sun. It's like, like what? Okay, but it, is there power? Is there bullets? Is there ahead? a boss near here? Like the is closest thing to a helpful message I could make was you can change for the opening phrase instead of being like. A innocent, naive girl. I changed it to I, and then I just made my message, I fell down. <laughs> that was, like, <laughs> the least poetic one you can make. Um, so, like, uh, one of the items I really like in Dark Souls is the glowing stones that you buy for, like, nothing. And then you can, like, leave little trails or make, like, little circles. Or you can drop them to, like, mark a dark path or whatever. But other players can see them if they come into your game. So maybe you just have, like, some breadcrumbs. L- literal breadcrumbs? Yeah, that you can, like, drop to show at least where you went, mm-hmm. and then, like, if you're the second player that comes into this game, and you see one trail of breadcrumbs going into, but not out of a room, you're probably going to be like, ah, oh, fuck that room. All right. Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> and then it's all nonverbal, right? It's all, like, does that make sense? And maybe the items that drop in that house will also be the items that the next person who plays finds. And so if you leave them there, the next person who comes through is going to be able to get them. There's so much shit here. Yeah, we're like a lot ram- of meat we're, on this. We're, we're kind of rambling around the meat at this point. And maybe we should come back to it because there's maybe. a lot of suggestions. You want to just rapidly move through some, some more suggestions, but we'll put a pin in this one? Let's put a pin in this one and then let's um, maybe tell people about the sponsors for this episode. We don't have any. Well, then great. <laughs> um, the people have spoken, and they said, the the Cool Games Inc. boys, they do not push much pers- much mm-mm. purchasing power. That's no. a tough sentence to say. Here's one from Greetings Fellow Human. Oh, of course it is. Uh, one from Greetings Fellow Human who says, Skateboarder Lands. It's too edgy. I feel like it's too edgy. I feel like they, we can't give them it's... that much. We can't give them that much freedom because they'll get, it'll be like, in the candy store just like they'll get sick off of it well let's if we if we set aside all that and just talk mechanics here like the idea of the borderland style like loot chase but with new better skateboards like eventually you get a skateboard that has five wheels on it and a speed booster and some sort of when you grind on rails they turn to ice and then the 
the other skaters who are chasing you the shatters underneath them or makes them slip and fall down like that shit i want to find some perps some yeah. skateboard perps S- some skateboard perps maybe you put spikes on the skateboard and you fucking stab right through a big <laughs> I'm rat imagining and then a like, dude sees it and he yeah. barfs all over the place and it's like you know and then right. a, and somebody just shits and you see a robot just a funny pants. fart or something could yeah. we i do you did hit on something you put an image in my head though with that which is the idea of a skateboard you know like old medieval chariots with a big old spike that you would bump into the mm-hmm. other chariots but i want a skateboard with a little tiny <laughs> spike on its wheels and you pull up next to the other skateboard and kind of sideswipe them and Get his get his thing all jacked up. Damn that game! I would play the fuck out of it. New Borderlands, though. I tell you what, it could be like the crew. Like the crew does this really well. It's one of the very few things that the crew did really well. Of just like you do a race, and it's just like your tires are better now. Okay, and your car like level is constantly going up. <laughs> right. You get better tires and bumpers and cup holders and shit. Like I don't know that there's that many parts. There's the deck and the trucks. Can I also, I haven't gotten to talk about this anywhere and I need to say it somewhere. The the most profound sense of freedom I felt with a video game at E3 this year was in the crew too because of that fucked up like switching mechanic. It's so it's so good. Fucking so good. For people, you'd be forgiven if you're listening to this and you have not been paying super close attention to the crew too. But I, I walked into an appointment for it, not really expecting much, and there's a button you can by holding down the D-pad and actually no, by by it's clicking in the, the right stick. Yeah. At any time, you're like driving down a highway by clicking down the right stick and pointing up, left, or right. You can turn your car into a an airplane and just like all of a sudden you're an airplane and you fly up into the sky and then while you're in the sky you can flick the stick to the right and turn into a speedboat and then land like in a in new york in like the waterfront and just all of a sudden you're in a boat and like if you land from really high you do a big (laughs) you sort of sink a lot and then like you can turn into a car again just you you can constantly cycle at one point i turned into an airplane flew over like a skyscraper in new york turned into a car and got the timing just right and got my car stuck on the roof and then there was like (laughs) i couldn't really get off but i love that i was allowed to do that so like yes I played this game also, and it was one of the first games I actually played at all of E3, and it rocked my fucking socks. I loved, uh, I, I did, love is a strong word. I liked a lot of parts about the crew and hated how like hostile it was to mm-hmm. play. Like the AI was the most hostile AI I've ever like played against in a racing game, and it just completely fucking wrecked the whole thing. Um, and so like I think the crew too could be really really fun. That shit is the best though, and they did not even mention it during the press no. conference the Ubisoft press conference like another misunderstanding i had was the coolest part of that press conference was in that crew trailer when the world was folding over and flipping yes. in on itself like inception and the intro to that game the playable intro sequence of the crew too which is part of what we played has all that shit in it like it, it doesn't have like any gameplay ramifications actually, but it's yeah. like it's the stretching slickest and, shit ever so fucking cool i i kind of hope they incorporate that into like the story missions or something and it's not just part of the intro in the trailer because it was like the visually my favorite looking thing i've ever seen in a racing game yeah um what do you think about since we're just rapid firing here hell dude suggests cussing simulator 2014 what is it cussing simulator 2014 i don't don't know about that so it's just sort of it's uh you can cuss in it is the thing you know what i'm saying cuss game cuss word video game I mean, that's just like, that's all of it. The world. The world is a cussing simulator? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Sorry, I just found a suggestion. I'm going to do this one now. Uh, this is from 
uh, apricot ghost who says, player unknowns rat race. And then we get a poster of the movie Rat Race, mm-hmm. which had, of course, the classic comedy film with Rowan Atkinson, John Cleese, Whoopi Goldberg, Cuba Gooding Jr., Seth Green, John Lovitz, Brendan Meyer, and um, Breckenmeyer. What did I say? And Amy Smart. A rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. They are, of course, on a rat race, sort of a take on sort of the menial day-to-day uh, jobs and duties that we all do that we don't want to do. But this time they're racing for a million dollars and they interrupt, I think, a Smash Mouth concert or maybe actually I'm thinking about so it. Long. I think it was like one of it's the Mighty first... Mighty Boss Tones, actually, I believe. I, I remember seeing this movie. I don't I don't I must have been very young. I think it was one of the first five PG-13 movies I ever saw. So um, you're racing, and um, you're—I mean, these are the class. Here's the great thing: we already have the character classes built in. Rowan Atkinson, mm-hmm. John Cleese, Whoopi Goldberg, Cuba, Seth, John, Brecken, Amy—a good seven-hander. Okay. And you get to pick, and then get out there and random loot every time. Random loot, random gu- random guns. I don't know if there's guns in the movie, but there's guns in this one well, and I'm, smoke grenades. I'm watching the trailer right now, and the, this cow somehow got connected to like a, some sort of blimp or some sort of helicopter, the, and the, it's getting dragged around. And no, the cow's destroyed. It's v- but it's funny. It's kind of funny, I guess, that he got all so killed so bad. Um, so and so, I'm guessing, but this is a similar situation. There's a hundred of them, though, right? So there will be some duplicates. Like there's going to be like. Like 50 Rowan Atkinsons, just because that's how it goes. Like, if you let people choose to be a Jedi in a Star Wars game, they're always going to pick the Jedi. I think in a rat race game, everyone chooses to be the Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, I mean, there can be different, they wear different color clothes, right? But I think there's also sort of a Dota style, um, like, ban round before the game starts where everybody can just turn off a character. And it's going to, unfortunately, it is going to be Rowan every time. His legs, every are so, time. his legs are so fucking long. Well, I don't OP. remember who who wins the rat race. I, I don't th- remember. But th- if it's not Rowan Atkinson. I think there's some bullshit. And I remember there being a thing where, like, nobody wins or some some sort of awful. There's I, I remember getting to the end of that movie and feeling very cheated on behalf of Rowan. Um, who wins? Who wins? The film ends with the racers dancing to All Star and crowd surfing in the audience as Sinclair weeps. So, okay, so we all we all kind of win. The audience wins. Um, oh no! It's the they end up at a charity concert hosted by Smash Mouth. The mm-hmm. band and crowd mistake the money as a donation, and once they see the charitable good spirit they've made, that made the group are persuaded to accept. That's really it's That's a good fucking message. Whack. It's a good message. It's a good too. message, but Rowan should have gotten it. Rowan um, should have gotten it. He's the biggest and fastest. I kind of like this one. Can I read it? Yeah. It's quarter past chili. says, Tennis with a destructible court. Place shots to collapse the court out from under your opponent while keeping the ball from destroying your side of the net. I like this. I like this a lot. So let me think about this I, I i think we might want to augment the traditional tennis court to i've been i've been just like i guess everyone on earth i've gone back and started playing wolfenstein the new order after e3 i think everyone yeah. saw that trailer and ev- like literally my whole steam friends list right now is other people playing wolfenstein um but that game has a lot of like destructible environment like shooting through walls and stuff and i love the idea of getting to do that with a tennis court but i think it would be fun because like the, the the bummer about the mario tennis games is like 
for in, for a layperson like me, I can't really tell the difference between the clay court and the grass court. But what if there was a court where there's just a fat wall between you and your opponent that you have to chip away at? Or what if there was a court where there were some sort of pillars or something like that? Yeah, like, I was thinking like a don't break the ice situation where yes. you fucking spike it down hard enough, pieces Ooh, of the good. court actually go missing. So you could actually kind of like sort of corner your opponent and force them trap them on one side of the court while you do a good smash on the other side like that's a that's a a viable tactic in this game yeah and then there's trap tiles okay could we get some like snowboard kids power-ups in there i don't know you've just that's the most obscure one of the episode the snowboard kids everybody played snowboard kids oh man it's a good game Everybody played Sorry. snowboard kids. Everybody, you know, remember Slash, Nancy, Jam, Linda, Tommy? I don't the whole, know what the, the fuck crew. you're. T- I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Well, maybe that's because you probably played snowboard kids too instead. I played snowboard adults, which is SSX. Oh, okay. See, I was not not, not allowed to play SSX because it looked too much like sex. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a user named Soul Giver who sent in a picture submission and it's a Game Boy Advance cartridge but the sticker on the front of it is the logo for Sweet Baby Ray's Gourmet Sauces. Okay. <laughs> I do love Sweet Baby Ray's, especially that there's that spicy variant, but I'm curious what would how would you gamify it in a way that would fit on a was that a 32-bit cart? Like how do you Yeah, I th- I'm one I'm wondering about this. Would it play like D-Blob? Or may, I mean, does it have to be a game, or can it, it just be a sort of uh, animation, like one of those uh, carts that just has like an episode of Dora the Explorer and an episode of SpongeBob on it? You remember that shit too? Yeah, that joint. Well, it, could, it could also be I an could, application, right, to like remind you when your your sweet baby raise is about to expire. That's it. It's a you plug the cart in. It says yes or no. Do you do you have sweet baby raise in the house right now? Why in? And you're like, yes, of course, Jesus. Right. Stupid question. And then it's like, what's the date on it? And you put in the date, and it's like, okay, if you have your Game Boy turned on with this cartridge plugged into it on this day, we'll warn you. I think every time you turn it on, it'll probably just say like, 13 more days. Better hurry up. Well, let me be clear. Just for as a cost-saving measure, we're not going to be putting a battery in this one. So every time you turn it on, it's going to ask you again if you have any sweet baby rays. Oh, so, so it's like a calculator. Yeah, exactly. So the best, the smart move, the smart money would be to just get yourself one of those AC adapters and plug your GVA into the wall. Maybe mount it there like a fun sort of Leave clock. Leave it on always, yeah. yeah. And, this, and is, this, is, this is good for historians, too, because those batteries go and the cartridge is just done so. Right. And at this point, we're planning for this one to go in the Smithsonian. And yeah, this game is going to work just as well today as it will a thousand years from now because there's no battery to, to hold it back. God, I love this good sauce. It's, mm, it's so good. It means a lot to me. I used to have a good, I make a good sandwich. I used to have this recipe that I would do Ooh. where I would take like a, a chicken breast and cook it. Mm. And mm. I would put some sweet baby raised barbecue sauce on it and put Fuck. it between two uh, hamburger buns and eat it. Put it right in there. And I would eat the whole thing. And it called it Nick's sandwich, special sandwich uh, recipe. And I'm surprised I, you didn't good burger that one. Take it to a store and get I them to start selling it. Wrote it down on an eight and a half by eleven inch piece of uh, notepad paper. Uh, wide wide rule. And then I eight eight by eleven feet. Yeah, 
uh, wide rule. So I had to, it was extremely oh. large letters and I had to kind of roll that up into a tube and put it in a poster tube and I mailed it to the Sweet Baby Ray's Corporation, which uh, is actually a subset of the Pepsi Corporation. Of all um, of it is. This this podcast is a subset of Technically Pepsi speaking. Fuck um, Coke. Fuck Coca-Cola. Fuck um, Dr. Pepper. Is that Coke or Pepsi? Nobody's quite sure. No one really knows. I think it might be 50-50. But I, again, I, I gotta say, and I know we don't have a sponsor in this week's episode, so I'm gonna go ahead and take that extra time and use it to say Sweet Baby Ray's uh, Sweet and Spicy is the best flavor of Sweet Baby Ray's because it does have a little bit of that tang, but it's also got the sweet and it's got a little bit of hot flavor to uh, taste. And don't get confused and don't get the wing sauce because it is good for no, wings, no, no. but you want that brown, sticky, molasses, brown, sticky shit. Sweet Baby Ray's. I, I really want to step in here and I hate to interrupt you, but I do want to say also fuck Casey Masterpiece. More like Casey shit stain. Yeah, more like Casey Asterpiece. More like Casey Ass Disaster Piece. Um, another computer game... Can you podcast. imagine a day where on the same day you have to drink a Coca-Cola and eat some Casey Masterpiece? God, what is this, Fear fucking... Factor? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's featuring um, Joe Rogan. Here's a photo submission um, from Cherubix who says, running the store, this is a photo of. And there's a photograph of a sign hanging. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> it says, um, um, there's, it's, okay, to be fair, it's three signs. <laughs> yeah, the first sign... <laughs> says uh camel case baby legs sold here right and they are like you said camel case so it's a two it's a compound word yeah and then underneath there's a blue sticker with a white word on it that says click c-l-e-k and it's funny because i think the human brain when you see something like baby legs sold here uh just naturally instinctively you start to your eyes start to look around to be like i need an explanation (laughs) so your eyes go down you see click you're like well no info here what's on this last sign what does it say uh it says what's the food and that's f-o-o-n-f question mark so (laughs) baby legs Uh, sold here click what's the food (laughs) For sale, baby legs. Never, never foomed. Never, foomed. <laughs> never clacked. Never clacked. <laughs> For clack, baby legs. Never, never foomed. <laughs> um, what do you think about Dean the Koala's <laughs> idea, uh, Oscar Mayer's civilization? Uh, it's very good. You don't want to try to at least try to generate some you sort wanna... of explanation for baby legs. Yeah, so here, clack, what's the food? I mean, the game makes itself, right? I, if we don't try to make a game, we just shared a funny JPEG we saw I'm fine on the with it. I'm at peace with that. What was, I mean, I'm imagining this is a three-game collection, kind of a Jackbox party pack of Baby Legs Sold Here, which is like, obviously, it's kind of a cart life empathy game situation. There's yes. What's the Foomph, which is a sort of, a, I'm imagining a You Don't Know Jack style sort of trivia game where it's sort of a Where's Waldo where you're trying to identify the Foomph. Uh, find him and he hides in different environments and he gets behind maybe in a bush or in a big tree and sometimes he runs around and you and your friends take turns uh, trying to point the Wii remote at the foomph and then Kleck obviously is a sort of a single player triple a kind of a tight eight hour uh first person shooter um it's called I'm into Kleck I mean I'm into all this another possibility is that we're talking about a um lemonade stand simulator but every time you play it uh, all of the words are different interesting so it randomizes the nouns the verbs the adjectives and, yeah and, and sometimes even and i think it should be a sliding scale right so some words are locked in on a playthrough but then some in some words will be randomized and then even further some letters will be randomized and that's this how you end it. up with this clecks can, i'm and not foofs. kidding this could be good that's the that's max baby legs sold here cleck once the what's the foof that's like 
legendary difficulty, right? Yeah. That is, that's, that is that's all ext- the skulls turned on. Yeah. Um, here's how this game works. It's just lemonade stand simulator, right? The game where you have a lemonade stand and you grow your empire and you have to set the prices of it and you have to do like market research and get reactions to your prices and stuff like that to try to run this business as best you possibly can. There's other variants on this also, like the um, ballpark simulator is one I actually played in school um, when I was a kid and it would be like you would have to set a um, concession stand prices and ticket prices and basically what fucking like sports games are doing now but this was happening back in like 1993 right. um so but the, but the the simulation is the same each time the demands and the way that you have to respond to those demands by setting pricing and measuring your you know, fucking uh, supply and demand and making sure that you have the product that you need to sell. All that is the same each time. But... The words can change. The words can change. So it's like, it looks like 20 people were fleft with all of your clump. And it's like, is that... Is fleft good? Like, is it good to be fleft? Like, fleft could mean satisfied. We recommend you chump your silbo. And it's like, does that mean up? Do you mean flumph? I maybe I okay. Turn up the flump. Oh my god! You're oh no! Oh, you're out of money. You're out of money. What the fuck? Why'd you do that? You so we're gonna have to also randomize some other elements, like where the the UI, the the uh, the button elements pop up in the game. Yeah, all that. Now shit. this this game is also sort of a, a real life version of the time that me and Mike McCorder were at Tokyo Game Show. We went to a sushi restaurant um, where there was no English language anywhere, and we accidentally spent like $250. Did you? Was it good, though? You got some good stuff, or did you get some of stuff course, that you didn't want? Of course it was good. It was not covered by per diem. Okay. It, it ran afoul of our expense policy. Mm-hmm. I believe the maximum is a little bit lower than $250 a lunch. It was, of course it was good. But I just, like, I don't know. I don't know. You had to, like, go back to Super Potato and return that (laughs) Famicom that you bought. Uh, Yeah. Um, So. I mean, so it sounds to me like it's down to baby legs sold here, Kleck, what's the foomph? Or uh, that sort of house souls. Maniac Mansion Online. Yeah, 60 Second House Souls. I mean, I like 60 Second House Souls a lot better. Yeah, it's a better game. I'm prouder of it. But may all combine the ideas. There are people at home like screaming, like combine the ideas. Yeah, I mean, to me, like the 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 appeal of the house one is the the mechanics and the content and the way that it changes player interaction. The appeal of Baby Leg Soul here, Cleck wants the foof. Is that's a really good name? Yeah, yeah. So like, but what I'm saying is, you leave a message. You like, you walk into the foyer and the piano slides at you really fast, and spikes come out of it, and you're just exploded. And then you have ten seconds to search through a list of words to try to put together a, a sentence. It's like a time. You know how at the end of like arcade games, if you made the top leaderboards, you can you have like an amount of time to roll the trackball and launch the fucking centipede bullets at the letters that make up your initials. <laughs> right. This is like that, but you have like ten seconds. So like the piano hits you, and then cut to black. And then, like, I want some pulse pounding music, like, and you have 10 seconds to try to put together a warning for the next people, but there's a lot of filler words mm-hmm. on that menu. So and the filler like, words are kind of bouncing around and overlapping with the correct words. Yeah, and so it's like piano, um, trap, door, trigger, um, uh, spikes. But then, like, those helpful words 
are mixed in with like baby legs, cleck, foomp, and maybe there is a part where baby legs do come out and kick you to death or something. Right, be use, useful at that point. You do that, find out at the end that the refrigerator is a floop brand refrigerator. To me, that fucking word search component is like that's the best. That's that's the meat. And to me, like I think that input could be different every time. Like maybe there's one where you have to use your mouse to click on letters on a keyboard, but the letters are not where the letters should be on a keyboard. Ooh, that's and you have good. ten seconds to try to like, where's the P? And so you get out like lock out for pan. <laughs> Oh God! I I would like it actually if the the imp, the leaving your message on your bloodstain or whatever thing. There's a fleet of 25 different mini games, WarioWare style, that all have different variables. So one of them is like a light gun shooter. One of them is like sort of the keyboard thing you were describing. It's, yes, 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 yes. So and you can maybe, never really master it. In addition to the, well, you know, fucking health pickups or like bullets or whatever the fuck that you pick up, you can pick up little hourglasses, and those give you like one more second. Which to type can, it in, and it's it's cumulative, so it, it keeps getting longer and longer. So that by like the fortieth person that gets in, somebody's like, "The fucking piano's trapped. Don't go to it." Right. That's good shit. Man, I that's love good. This. Ooh, this is good. Um. Yeah. No. There's. This is a game I'd like to play. Um. And maybe in the input section, you can like, in the big list of words or whatever you can find like there's actually fucking a health kit hidden in the words and then that'll be at the house for the next person or if you can write out the word like bullets like there will get be bullets, bullets waiting for somebody at the at the front door i'd also like delivery. a situation where sometimes a, maybe some sort of small little demon will pop up and will say to you hey if you leave this pre-written extremely misleading message That's, we will yes. spawn you with like way better shit on your next playthrough next time yeah Mm. So like you t- t- log in, you're like, oh man, I'm the 104th player to like get into this house. Oh man, this is gonna be a cakewalk. And you walk up to the front door, and there's a sign on it that just says "F U K, you idiot," and it's like, okay. In that case, you're kind of starting from scratch again, right? It feels <laughs> like kind of, did, someone did not pay it forward. I'm not kidding. Like somebody does that. This is now we're on some like Reddit the button like who's gonna be the last person to press it shit, where one person could seriously be like fucking just leave like nanu nanu on the front door and all of a sudden all the hard work that everybody else has been doing this whole time is just gone to some to some degree i mean that would the the messaging system but i I think there is still a component of players leaving physical hints in the environment for one another yeah i like that too um this game owns griffin we did a good job you can do you know we can call this horror game i was about to ask what do we call it exquisite corpse that's a great. That's a better name for a video game than a than a like than a what drawing it is. game, right? Yeah. That's it, man. This is a great. This, I feel like this is. It says a lot too that like by not setting out to create an adaptation, we've created the greatest possible adaptation of any like board game to video game ever. Yeah. Um. So, Exquisite Corpse is more of a folk game, right? So like, there's not, we don't have to worry about copyright or anything, right? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's something that, like some like I don't know. It's like old, probably like an old British exquisite call. Yeah, the name know? is very sounds like an old Englishman came up with. I it. think once you die, you don't get the trademark anymore, and that's why every time that like you know Don Pepsi dies, God forbid, but like if Don Pepsi dies, like his his like kids have to like go to the trademark office like right then. And get it. Nab it, Because yeah. it's like, nab it. Otherwise, like somebody, otherwise Don Pepsi dies and it's like, I could get in there and I'll be like, well, looks like I'm the Pepsi King now. 
it's funny. A, it's a, kind of a mad dash for the copyright office for that. Sort of that a rat race. Could, sort of a lot like the film Rat Race. Sort of like Rat Race Two. And this, what if they did a Rat Race Two and the posters of it had all the same people, um, but like the tagline was like, "This time someone actually wins the money." <laughs> that would. That's all I need to know. Because like I love that film, I love that cast and the crew, but just don't. Just don't fuck Ooh. me over on the ending. There's people who've listened to every episode of this show right now. Fingers crossed, knees trembling. Like, please don't just do Rat Race Two as your thing. This because we've done, we've pulled that that heist a couple times where you accidentally just make a, a feature film sequel. Um, mm. 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 Ooh, I'm feeling good uh, now. Uh, Exquisite Corpse is too good. Yeah, that's a good name. Um, is that it from us? Yeah, that's it. I gotta go and do some chores. Okay, so, uh, I'm really uh, excited because this week, Griffin, you and I debuted our our follow up to our YouTube series, Carboys. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, the first episode of Let's Go to Hell will be out in the world. Um, um yeah, I'm really, I'm very stoked about this uh, about this new show. I actually haven't seen it since you edited it. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm excited to see. We filmed a lot, and a lot of it was very appalling and i'm let's excited to see how you've condensed it abstract yeah let's all i guess i don't want to spoil the surprise for people but let's say that it focuses on a different game each installment and the first one focuses on super monkey ball 2 and that's all that's all i would like to say about it at this at this juncture um thank you for listening to cool games inc uh go watch all our e3 videos like if you like our dumb jokes like we did shitloads that's, that's literally all we did all week i, I um, hope there aren't there there could possibly be people who listen to this audio feed only and didn't realize why it sounded like that last episode was so wet uh and it's oh, yeah, because there's cool a, a video component where we record our e3 huge, episodes and <laughs> huge thanks to clayton who makes all the cool games inc animations but also edited that episode of pool games inc and turned it from what it was which was an hour and a half of just barf <laughs> into like a really fucking funny video that is like in my opinion like one of the best things i think we've ever i really like it in. i am not talking to clayton right now because i made a joke about bowser's dick that he took out so we're not currently speaking but, uh, but i'm glad you liked it i guess so, this is cool. Game Thanks for this time. Griffin McElroy. I'm Nick Robinson. No problem. Fine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>